I'm Susan Caruso, the founder and director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge Podcast, where we speak about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. <sighs> so we are talking today about talking with your children about their day. And this is pretty appropriate around the beginning of school starting, but it's it actually holds true anytime your child is is in almost any kind of a program. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we want to talk about is what what do you want to say, what don't you want to say, and ultimately you as the parent want to know what was going on. And so you have lots of questions, and so you feel like you want to just jump into your child and say, oh, how was it? Was it good? Do you like your teacher? Who did you play with? Who did you play? Was anybody, you know, all kinds of things. Right. Like lots of questions to feel our need as a parent to, to, to have a little, a little window into their lives. Sure. The children are getting in the car. They see you. They're glad to see you. And um, so if you can, if it's a, a car pickup, then you might not be able to do this. But um, if you can, give them a hug and say, I'm so glad to see you. And they're going to be really glad to see you. And then they're going to just want to sit in the car and not talk about their day. And so it's that cognitive dissonance of what we want as adults. Sure. And what they want, they just held it together for many hours to be in school or to be in their in their in their in their ballet, um, you know, um, you know, special performance or their their big rehearsal yeah. or the gymnastics practice or all all of those things, a swim meet, and they just did all of that. And you might have the rare kid that does want to just tell you everything, mm-hmm. but most children, most kids, really just want to be. With within themselves, and they're going to be in the in the present moment, and they're not going to want to go back to do a narration of what their day was like. No matter how much we want to, and we do, we want to hear hear from them. We want yeah. to know what's going on. And I know from my own childhood how it was that experience of being somewhere that wasn't home, that wasn't as familiar as other things I had known. And that was challenging and involved learning a lot of new things and interacting with a lot of people, remembering names. You know, there's so much sensory information that comes at you in any kind of scenario where you're social where you're with other kids and and adults that aren't your family right and so you need that I needed that time to decompress where I was learning in the process of learning there are some things that are socially acceptable to process publicly. And there are other things like, you know, sensitive emotions or uh, anger or like other types of expression that are not as okay to to express in the moment. 
And that's just so much new information for a child who's just grasping how to socialize, how to fit into different settings, that once they're back in that little cocoon Mm -hmm. of the car with their most dear people, it can be jarring to to be thrust back, yeah. as you were saying about the present moment, that they feel safe at last to be themselves again. So can we give that a minute mm-hmm. instead of leaping right into getting our need met? Yeah, and the way you just described it, it is... It's just like like that rubber band boinging back into what you just dealt with. And it is. It's a whole different culture. There are rules. Mm -hmm. You have to try to remember, you know, what what can I do? What, what, you know, and and not even knowing because it's just brand new. Faking it till you make it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what a great description of what it must feel like for them. You're a lot closer to that than, than I am. And so I could just really feel that. So for us to honor the children and, mm-hmm. and try to realize, hey, their need to be safe and back and, and quiet and, um, and feel those comforts of, of what they do know without having to us to springboard them back into all of the things that they just dealt with that they're that they're free of at this moment. It even is reminding me of just my tendency as a kid to want to please the mm. adults. And I think there's this natural inclination that we all have to, to do that. Um, from a survival perspective, it's, it's really involuntary a lot of times to just do whatever you need to to please the adults. Mm. And so if uh, my mom asked me how school went, I would a lot of times say, it was good. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> and, and even if it really wasn't, um, that was all I could muster at that for those first moments after it all ended. Uh, and my mom sensed that there was more behind my, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, I think she learned through trial and error that maybe giving a little more runway to the conversation part of the ride would yield more information, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. You will you will hear about it, but in their own in their own time. So if we go to our elements of time and space and permission and language, um, they really do need that time to process, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Um, let them let them be and um, one of one of my seedlings dads who had four kids Mm -hmm. and went through school and preschool with with all of them. And now the last one has just graduated from high school. I've probably talked about him before. (gasps) Wow. But he always said that he found the best way to get information from his kids after a day at school is he would wait until, like, after dinner and say, Hey, did anybody throw up at school today? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so that would, of course, make the kids laugh, and um, and they'd say, no, but this happened or that happened. Right. Um, and then, too, giving, giving that time to 
you know, what is your usual time that you do kind of talk down things? And for lots of families, it's either around the dinner table or it might be at bedtime as things are winding down. Um, when when you're not you're not full on like this, you know, when you're just doing things, then um, they might start sharing more about about the day. Yeah. Um, so give them the time. Give them a lot of time to do that. Um, and along those same lines as time, you want to really protect that after school time for them. You know, there's so many wonderful, enriching things that you can do. Um, what we've found is that if you choose one activity a week, you know, one after school activity gives them that downtime um, and to be at home, to get bored, to play to do whatever they're going to do yeah. um, to to be okay and then you know focus on one one after school activity so they're not they're not moving all the time they're not go 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 and you too as a parent you know you're going to have a lot more fun time with them too if you just have okay so what's the one activity that you want to do um, especially while they're young. You know, mm -hmm. you may not have that option when they're, you know, deciding that they're going to be gymnasts and you're in the gym all week long or, right. or at the baseball field or you've got, you know, three or four kids or even just two kids. I just had two and I was always doing everything. So when you can, you know, try to make it less going on during the week, one activity, and um, give them that downtime to play. Yeah, and that... Uh, alone time is often really what's missing from the equation. And uh, my mom was reflecting as well that when I was first waking up in the morning and having breakfast before school, I would be chatting mm. and friendly and even when I was a teenager. But when I came home from school is when I was sullen, when I was sad, when I just would want to go in my room and close the door. And it is this come down in a sense of just being really tense from the experience of being surrounded by people for hours and hours that you All need that to balance time it then. out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a great idea. We always recommend that you pick up your child from school and you go to a natural space. Right outside. Outside somewhere, some you know, wide open spaces, all the better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a natural field. lighting. Yes. Get them out of the fluorescent lights that they've been under all day. Mm-hmm. So go to a park or even an empty soccer or baseball field. Um, if they're if they're old enough, you know, climbing up and down. Risers are good, you know, those seats, um, going to the beach, but getting outside and um, and just, you know, my mother used to say, get out there, blow the stink off, you know, <laughs> so they, they'll, they'll blow the blow the day off and be back in nature. And it, it does. You it, know, it regulates just, your yeah. system. Mm hmm. Yeah. So recalibrates your your body after uh, having to sit still for a long time, having to mm -hmm. be under that harsh fluorescent light, be in a climate controlled room, mm -hmm. no matter the season, you know, there's something about fresh air that sure. that resets your system. 
Yeah, so that that's covering our space. We've got time, space, and our framework is continuing with permission. So in the realm of permission, we want to be observant and uh, caring enough about our children that when we notice they're shutting down and they're closing off to the connection, take a look at your afternoon routine and see if you are giving both yourself and your child the permission to be where they're at and maybe take a beat. Yeah, have have a snack together, you know, a little healthful food at the right time um, has has can can be really important. Um, and and to let them kind of decide to kind of steer the ship as far as what do they want to do. Do they want to go in their room and just read books or be with their stuffed animals on their bed? Uh, my son used to just go in his room and play with, with little toy soldiers until he was quite old, until he was mm-hmm. in his teens. And it was after school every day, that's what he would do. And it would be, you know, pretend play, and I would just leave him alone. Um, so to, to really honor that in what do they need, you know, maybe they'll say, go to the beach or, um, or just sit and read or do crafts, do drawing. Some kids, especially when they're sunflower kids, they'll, they'll need a pile of paper and crayons and markers and things just to, to draw and draw and draw. Right. Another way to process what has gone on and Mm -hmm. move through it. So give them permission to to um, decide what what they need to do, and then and then all those stories about their day they are going to come out, and you're gonna it's just not going to be as fast as you want them to be, but they will because you've established this nice give and take as far as communication goes. So mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. <sighs> so let's see what else did we want to say? Um, you know, around language. When when you get to pick them up, just, I'm so glad to see you. I love you. I missed you. Glad, so glad that I can give you a hug. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, just those, those the, the, the things that you always use when you're, when you're talking with your kids. Just keep your communication real and honest, but try to subdue your desire to hear all of the details. Um, <clears throat> And trust that if you make the space for their experience, then they're going to come around in their own time and and open up to you in the way that, that they want to. Yeah, so if you really pay attention and give, give them the time and the space and the permission and all of that, um, ultimately you're going to hear a whole lot more about what's going on with their day than if you if you jump on them, you know, at the very beginning. So a hug and a a smile and a kiss goes a long way. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well thank you for tuning in today and joining us for this conversation about how to talk to your kids after a long day. How to really reconnect with them. If you have any ideas, things that have worked for you, um, please let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Thanks for listening, and 
We hope to hear from you. You can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or you can find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions, where we are coming to you live. <laughs>